Did you know Echoplex has a 24-hour stream? That's right. Check out our 24-7 music stream at echoplexmedia.com live or at eplex.xyz. Our huge self-submitted local music library plays the best tunes the Bay Area has to offer. Add and commercial free. Well, except for ours. And even by request. Check out the player on echoplexmedia.com or at eplex.xyz. Bookmark it and enjoy it all day. Echoplex is very supportive of our local music scene, and we hope you enjoy the soundtrack they've so graciously sent in for us to play on our network. If you like who you hear, please go check them out. The names of the artists are displayed on the player at echoplexmedia.com and at eplex.xyz. Tonight, it is you, it is me, and it is all of us. 
here on Echoplex Media, local love. Uh, we're back. It's been a while, but we're happy to be back. And today we've got a really cool guest with us. We've got Nathan here from the band Goldview. How you doing, man? I'm good. How's it? How's it going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, so you guys are a band from San Jose. Uh, yeah, I've we are. I I like to usually do a little bit of homework on anybody that I'm interviewing. And I got to say, your guys' music videos are very, very crisp and clean. Like, uh, Thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate that. Great, great production value on that stuff. Uh, tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about the band. All right. Um, <clears throat> so my brother, Newton, plays guitar in the band. And uh, we uh, I play bass. And we started, I guess, in like 2015. Um, went through like a few different lineup changes throughout the years. And... Uh, we kind of settled on the name Goldview in like 2018. Okay. Um, so like everyone in the band kind of has a different little story. Um, our singer Trevor, he kind of joined us in like 2017. So he might say that we started 2017 or like the name Goldview started 2018 because like we we're under a different name. Yeah. But I guess my brother and I, we, we kind of started 2015. For sure. That's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as like your sound, were you guys always kind of around this, this like vibe or, or has the band you said it's kind Not of gone totally. through some transitions. Like, what other... Uh... Yeah. Uh, definitely evolve. Um, I guess if you listen to some of our older stuff, we you could kind of call us, like, alternative or, like, pop punk. Yeah. That's kind of what people call us. But we've always been more into, like, incorporating, like, influences from, like, everywhere. Cool. So our newer stuff kind of sounds more like there's influences from pop or, like, you know, more general rock. So it's kind of, like you know, alternative and pop. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. now, now, as far as your own personal music preferences for when you're not trying to make your own music, is that usually yeah. where your preference lies or, or are you kind of all over the map? Uh, I guess my favorite genres are like more poppy. Um, but I, I kind of listen to a little bit of everything, but I think that's kind of where the inspiration for our new music comes from. We generally try to make music that inspires us. Um, so I'm into like a lot of like synth stuff, like synth pop or, you know, like 1980s hits. That's awesome. So that's kind of why we try to incorporate a lot more synthesizers in our more recent releases. Cool. So, and then you guys were, you guys were clearly started before any of the whole pandemic stuff happened. Uh, like what was, what was kind of the, the overall come up of the band would you say like, like did you guys just start playing shows out the gate or how did what's the origin story there mm -hmm. so i guess um for us we've always wanted to just put out music and then play shows so it's kind of hand in hand right like you go to the studio you make some music and then um you release you know the music and then play shows or tour so i guess it was like 2018 when we went to um the studio in new jersey we work with Ace Enders from the early November and uh, Nick Brzezzi from Man Overboard. So those are like bands that we grew up listening to, alternative pop punk kind of bands. Yeah. And they helped us like produce and write the songs. And um, from there, we just play like a lot of local shows, you know, from like San Jose to Berkeley, San Francisco. And uh, 2019, we work with uh, local Bay Area producer, Sam Pierre. He's worked on bands like The Story So Far, State Champs. Cool. basement and um <clears throat> we 
we're kind of making the same style of music, but we wanted to be a little bit more intricate. Mm-hmm. So we start experimenting a lot with like different guitar effects and pedals. And um, 2020, right before the pandemic, we went back to the, uh, the studio in New Jersey and worked with Ace and Nick again. Mm-hmm. Since like, you know, we're like friends at this point and um, they're just like really talented songwriters. So we made the new music there and um, we brought them back to the Bay Area. And then Sam added additional production on it and produced on the songs. And then the whole pandemic happened. So it kind of went through like this weird journey of like, like, you know, back and forth stuff. And then, you know, we eventually put them out. So these songs have been waiting around for like three years. Dang. But yeah, just playing a lot of local shows from SoCal tours. That's cool, man. So in the decision to go all the way to like across the country, pretty much to do a recording, uh, like, like, was it just because of the people that you were going to be working with or, or. Yeah. Um, I guess in 2018, um, Nick from man overboard was like, he was, he knew about our band and he's, he asked if we want to go work with him. And I guess at first it was kind of like, well, we, we grew up listening to this band and it'd be really cool to work with them. And, we always wanted to like take insight from other artists yeah. to improve our music. And, um, after that, it was a good experience. So we wanted to just like make music again with them. And then Sam Pierre is local and he's a hero and mentor of ours and everything was just convenient. And, uh, we just really look up to Sam. So we kind of collaborated all together on the project, but for New Jersey, it was for 2020, we were really comfortable with them and we wanted to kind of like, took what we learned from 2018 and kind of delved more into it. That's cool. How long does mm-hmm. that process take overall? Like, is it, does it just, you have like a set amount of time or is it just, you know, long, um, like a long ass <laughs> day in the studio? Yeah. So they were long days. Um, in 2020, this was like February, right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, we booked time for like, I think it was like 10 days. And they were like at least eight hour days, right? So we were meeting like eight hours each day for 10 days. Oh, wow. And um, the idea was to, you know, write the songs, get it produced, um, get them engineered and everything. But then like bring it back to Panda Studios. That's in Fremont. And um, work on it with Sam. So working with Sam, there's no like clear schedule. It's kind of like we schedule some time for like maybe a couple of weeks to get additional production and like, mix and master but it kind of goes through like months and months and you know we're local so it's you know sam's kind of like pretty flexible with like how we schedule so yeah and then it just took like the past couple years getting them done you know that's cool well uh so i'm gonna go ahead and play one of your guys' songs here uh i'm gonna load up chemical you want to give this song a bit of an intro before we play it yeah so chemical is a song about I guess you can say like a toxic relationship. Um, our tra- our singer, our Trevor, I meant to say our singer Trevor, wrote that about, you know, some of his past experiences and, you know, not all relationships are necessarily perfect. You know, some negative aspects to it. So he kind of like went a little bit more personal with that song. That's awesome. Well, you can, mm-hmm. uh, you can check this out. This song is also available on YouTube as a music video. But this is Chemical with our guest tonight, Goldview. Stay tuned.
Chemicals with our guest Goldview. We got Nathan here from Goldview. Dude, that song hits. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. So is that so was that one of your more recent releases, the one that you were just telling us about in that recording session in yeah. New Jersey, or was this one mm-hmm. of your like local so, recordings? Um no, so we uh we put this release out, I think it was like a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. maybe three weeks ago, chapters of an open heart. So chemicals on there in addition to like two other songs. Nice. So this is the newest stuff we have. That's cool. Now, uh, mm-hmm. you said uh, you guys play like a lot of local shows. Do you got any uh, venues that you're partial to playing at, or anything anywhere that you're particularly yeah, fond so of? We have an. We actually have a, a show coming up soon on April twenty second at the X Bar in Cupertino. Hell yeah! We're, yeah, we're playing with a band called Every Avenue. Have you ever heard of them? I haven't. They're like a pop rock band. They were kind of bigger in like two thousand nine, two thousand twelve ish. Cool. So. Um, it's cool that we got to, we're, we got the opportunity to play with them because uh, I grew up listening to that band, so it's going to be like a little full circle moment. When uh, when you collaborate with other bands for shows, like is that is that done through the venue or is that done through the booking person or did you guys network with the band and figured out a date to play together? Um, so every show is a little different. Um, usually for the X Bar, we go through a promotion company. Mm-hmm. So for this show, uh, Pinup Productions, or I'm sorry. Printer Presents, it was formerly known as Printer Production. Um, they contacted us to see if we wanted to open that tour. Cool. Um, so every, every avenue is on tour, and we're just opening the local date in uh, Cupertino. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any other like venues that you guys are, are fond of, or maybe like any favorite places that you played before everything went to hell? <laughs> in, uh, in San Jose or in general? Uh, in San Jose or just the general Bay Area or beyond? Got it. Um, so... We played at the back bar in downtown. That was a fun show. Yeah. Very energetic and lively. Oh, yeah. We've also played at the Ritz in San Jose. Um, Great we opened stage. Up for a big, yeah, we opened up for a bigger band called uh, Youth Fountain. Okay. This is like before the pandemic. And uh, we play other venues around the Bay, like, you know, Yeoman and Berkeley. That's cool. Uh, um, Santa Cruz. Not really the Bay, right? But yeah, it still like counts. Close enough. Counts. Um, we played like this venue called Bocce Cellars in Santa Cruz. Oh, love that, that place. That was really fun. Yeah, cool cool spot. We played in Felton uh, last year. Oh, that, uh, that is, like the Felton Music Hall or whatever? It used to be a whole yeah. other name? Yeah, so you know about that place? Yeah, yeah that place so is pretty I, wild. It's a fun spot because it feels like a cabin. Yeah. But not a lot of people know about it because, you know, San Jose is the bigger city or San Francisco, but in the middle of the forest, like that's, it's a rad spot. Yeah. So those are, those are some of my uh, favorite venues, I guess. Is there any uh, specific 
show that maybe like stands out to you like in your memory that was maybe like one of your most epic moments or one of those one of those like almost affirming moments where you're like all right i'm doing the right fucking thing you know yeah definitely uh, so we opened up for no pressure in 2021 and i grew up listening to you know bands of that similar style and genre and guys in that band so um that that show was cool it was really packed out at the x-bar oh cool that venue is super small compared to like you know bigger venues in san francisco yeah but the line was packed out like the so the show was sold out for sure i don't i don't think anyone i don't think everyone got in because um like the line was like like outside the venue it was stretching like at least like i want to say like 200 feet like i don't know if you ever been to the the x bar but like this you know the mcdonald's there at the corner oh yeah <laughs> so the line stretched out from like the main entrance all the way to like the, near the street and Jeez. It and that's made, a pretty like, big a pa- long that's shape. a real big parking lot you know yeah so like it stretched out towards the street like by the sidewalk and then curved towards mcdonald's and i don't even know the capacity of the venue but i just remember like the day of the show like we're, we're up first and i was looking outside i'm like dude i don't know how they're all gonna get in on time for <laughs> we play but um it was a crowded venue like it was packed out and they were obviously all there for no pressure yeah and there were other local hardcore bands and like the hardcore scene it's kind of dominating San Jose right now so like you know, Field of Flames played, and it was just, I think it was a combination of, like, kids there for hardcore yeah. bands, and, like, for the band, no pressure, and then we are just happy to be on there, you know? That's cool. Was the uh, yeah. crowd reception pretty good overall? Um, it's kind of interesting with the first opening band. I feel like people are kind of, like, easing their way into the show, getting warmed up. Yeah. So a lot of people, they were just kind of there chilling, but, like, they're, like, bobbing their heads, like, they look like they were into it, but they weren't, like, jumping going around crazy still it's, um it's good to play for yeah. people that have never heard it before you know but i think uh we played a pretty decent show that was cool that's cool as far mm-hmm. as like as far as because i love hypotheticals especially when you're talking to like you know like new talent or like like local bands that are working real hard like i love i love talking hypotheticals hypothetically yeah. what's like a band you would love to open for or or like maybe like a festival that you would love to see your band on that lineup. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, like with music, you always kind of have to have dreams, right? Whether uh, they become true or not, you set out to do it. Oh yeah. Uh, we're very inspired by Angels and Airwaves. Cool. Um, more people might listen to Blink One Eighty Two, but I mean, those are kind of artists. Angels and Airwaves is by. a little bit more of like the like I'd say artistic more than just like yeah. the. Blink-182 is like that pop-punk formula. This was mm-hmm. like, it had elements of all that, but it definitely had its, its own thing going on. So I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, so like, I, I guess Angels is like a really big influence of ours, like in terms of like utilizing like synthesizers or, you know, more intricate guitars and like getting like good tones. So that, that's a band we really look up to. It'd be cool to play with them. That'd be cool. Uh mm-hmm. As far as like your guys' process for putting putting the songs together, I know you had mentioned when you guys were doing that recording session, it was pretty much like a week, and you were kind of doing all of it all at once. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there is there was there any like getting the songs together beforehand before you guys made the trip at all, or or was it all yeah, kind of done so in that whole process? We always try to write 
as many songs as we could and get them prepared before the studio. Mm-hmm. And then once they get to the studio, it's either like, you know, readjusting parts or like, you know, scrapping the idea, going totally different route. But we had like basic song structures down. And then when we went to the studio, we kind of just like rearranged it and wrote a lot of new parts for those original ideas. And they kind of like went through like all these different cycles and became newer songs. I see. But we had like a bunch of ideas written. When you guys are coming up with new songs, is it more of like a group effort or is it usually kind of one person's like, here, here's this, this, like this sound that I'm working with, or here I wrote these lyrics. Like, do you guys usually kind of do it all together or does it kind of come in piece by piece? Um, more recently, I guess piece by piece. I know a lot of bands, they try to write all together and sometimes our, our singer Trevor wants to do that, like kind of sit down together and all right. Yeah. But our guitar player Newton has a lot of like ideas. So he kind of like constructs all these song parts together and then presents it. And then our singer would kind of like take that and go home and write vocals and lyrics over it. For sure. Or um, in the in the studio, it's kind of like, um, all right, here's this song instrumentally. Now let's like write vocals to it. Um, but another song like, so for example, like Chemical, uh-huh. uh, that one has been in the, back burner for like a while like trevor wrote individually for that on piano like lyrics and piano and he's had it like in his boat on his boat for like so many years and then oh, wow. we're like all right let's just take that make that go do song and then we'll add our own twist to it that's pretty rad is there mm-hmm. a recording somewhere of just like the piano version of the of like the the mellow acoustic version or anything like that so i think originally when we're in new jersey our producer Ace actually took a like a little snippet of the original recording and put it into like the bridge of the song. Oh wow! And from from my recollection, I thought we took it out like when we got the songs re like added with additional production like in, in um Fremont at the Panda Studios. Mm-hmm. I thought we took it out, but our Tre- our singer Trevor said like um we didn't. So it might be in the track somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> So if you really listen to Chemical, that little loop might be the original recording. Oh, cool. But I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. So when an album is done, like, what what's your guys' process there? Like, when it's all done, you guys, like, just go on a drive and listen to the whole thing through? Or by the time that um, it's finally all complete, are you already, like, tired of hearing it? Like, what what's your, how do you usually feel, like, once once a product is complete? I feel you. Um, so usually, like, after like the whole like tracking and production and the mixing process, like I guess the next step would be like mix edits. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, mixing the songs um, and giving our producer like mix edits and like our input. Yeah. So um, we listen to the songs like countless times. Like, you know, we listen to like the, like the song files over and over and kind of send our producer like what we think about it or, um, and then, like, you edit it. So then sometimes we might listen to them together in a car, saying, like, hey, yo, let's, let's give our thoughts on this. Or, like, we might go to the studio. Because, like, Fremont is local to San Jose, kind of. Yeah. So, like, we just drive up there, we listen to the songs together, and um, kind of give our input there. And then our producer would, like, work on it as we're, like, talking about it. That's cool. Um, It's usually just kind of, like, a long process of, like, all right, should we turn up these vocals or... Should we get that edited? And it's kind of like a whole process of like us debating with each other. Like, you know, we want more like harmonies up or like 
the guitar should be louder, that kind of stuff. But um, not like after that, like we'll get like videos recorded, like we like music videos. Cool. So um, after like the songs are done, we're we're usually like, all right, let's look at the videos and artwork and how we can like focus on the release process of it. That's cool. As far Mm -hmm. as because like you guys are pretty, uh, you guys are pretty organized like as far as uh your social media your link tree all that sort of stuff uh, mm-hmm. all the like your youtube page everything seems really organized do you have people that you work with or are these skills that you kind of just picked up along the way trying to promote your own music um we kind of just do it all you know within the band um i guess like the idea is to promote music as best as we could mm-hmm. you know make it easier for our listeners and fans so the link trees you know just there so we can have everything organized you know links to merch merchandise or our music videos and um try, try to make it accessible for the listeners so for yeah. sure mm-hmm. as far as uh the uh filming of the music videos do you have somebody specific that you work with or is that all done in-house as well um so yeah we, we have a couple of video directors that we work with they're all local as well cool so on some of our videos, we've worked with our friend Kevin Berlay. Um, he he directed the video Chemical, and he's also done some of our past work. So he's a, he's he's from around like the Demetale area. Cool. I met him. I met him from going to like local shows. He's more into like heavier music, like hardcore or like heavier genres. But um, he's really talented in the video world. So cool. Uh, we've been working with him for a long time. We also have our friend Kevin Haw, another Kevin. He's a uh, he's a local from San Jose, and he he directed the video, Believe, and also our song uh, Purpose. For sure. Where was the uh, where was the video chemical filmed? It looked like you guys were like at a at a venue or at a show or something. Yeah, so we filmed that in Oakland. There's a studio up there. I forget what the name of it was. Um, it's off of Wood Street in Oakland. Cool. So we filmed it at, at the studio. It's kind of like half studio, half venue. I don't know if they do any more live shows there. They used to. Yeah. But it's like a rehearsal studio, and we filmed it there. That's cool. It looks super clean. So that's awesome. It's, it's cool. Did yeah. uh, do most of, like when you guys do a, a video production shoot? Do you guys have an idea going in, or do you send it to them? And be like, here's our song. What do you think? Like, what? How's that? Yeah. Go. It's usually really collaborative um, with the with the directors that we have been working with. We usually like have a little, you know, rough draft session. Okay. Um, figure out like our, you know, ideas and construct it into like a basic script treatment. Nice. And then uh, we meet up multiple times and kind of like go to like the backstory of it because we want to like present the songs in like a way where like. The listeners could be engaged, but also um, apply like the lyrical content to it and make it like a very good story. Cool. So we, we, we invest a lot of time into like collaborating on the video aspect of it with our directors and they, they give like, you know, good input. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to go ahead and play another one of your songs here. I've got Brave all queued up. Also a really cool music video. Uh, you want to give this one Thank an introduction? You. Yeah. So Brave is a song about a relationship that is in a constant work of progress. It's, the song sounds catchy and uppy and fun. Like, I would describe it like a pop rock synth pop-ish song. Cool. You know, the inspiration for that was kind of like 1980s hits. 
But our singer Trevor would describe it as a song that's a little bit more darker, you know, relationships. For him, it's like a romantic relationship, but I think like we could apply it to like any kind of relationship, like friendship or like family work. Cool. And um, it's kind of like a, a tougher relationship you have to work on. Right on. Well, you're going to hear it here first. This is Brave by Goldview here on Local Love. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a bit. I should have known that you turn your back again. Spin around and expect a way back in. And here you go trying to explain a friend. How could I be so dumb? And you sit right there with your puppy dog eyes. Realizing beauty is your great disguise. And I can't believe it took too long to see. How could I be so dumb? shit hits this is, you got you guys you, man. got some really cool stuff appreciate it thank you so, so as far as people finding you following you etc uh do you have a preference like what's your what's your 
do you have like a preferred method of getting your stuff out there or or is um just anyone or anything that works for anyone is yeah. cool with us like you know obviously instagram is pretty popular so if people want to connect with us on instagram that's cool we're on facebook tiktok twitter cool. um i feel like twitter is kind of more for older people like by ourselves we're like somewhat we're not like totally young but not totally old so but we're still into the twitter world um it's fun to comment on there for sure as far uh, as uh as far as as like from all those different like social media platforms especially like bands using tiktok i've found has been uh pretty beneficial for a lot of them like do you have do you have like like between instagram and tiktok what have you maybe like seen more success with um i guess i guess instagram yeah. uh but yeah i mean we're, we're on like any social media outlet you can think of so like cool tiktok instagram twitter but in terms of listening you know, obviously like spotify apple music youtube YouTube has all those videos, so that's cool. people like the visuals. You know, you watch the YouTube, but yeah, um, Instagram. That's awesome. And then you guys mm-hmm. also have a pretty cool. Uh, I noticed you have a pretty cool merch store over on your Bandcamp page as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who designed your guys' uh, logos and stuff? So we have a really popular shirt design. Um, it's one of our older T-shirts. It has like lyrics on the back of it break down the walls it's from our song positivity um we had a guy um i think he's from asia um designed that he's he does like all the artwork his name's uh never glad art you can find him on instagram but he pretty much just designs all our um album artworks and uh some of the merchandise of the t-shirts that's cool Mm -hmm. then as far as uh like when you're at a show or something like that do you guys do you guys have anything that you usually like to sell? Do you sell like the shirts there in person or do you guys have like uh, album copies and stuff or? Yeah. So, uh, uh, our, our merch it's a, is available online, but you can also find it in person at the show. So our t-shirts, our hoodies, they're all for sale. And we actually have, um, a newer hoodie design. It's like similar to the golden state warriors design, you know, Bay area. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it just is a gold view on there. So, uh, people could pick that up at, at the shows too. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It looks pretty awesome. Thanks. It's comfy. Um, we usually print our merch through a uh, um, Bake Fresh merch. They're like based in like LA. Okay. Um, really uh high quality co- uh clothes. That's cool. Wow. Do uh, let's see. As far as your other shows, like, so you've got this one coming up on April 22nd. Uh, do you got any yeah. other? Do you got any other shows coming up? So currently, it's just that one in Cupertino with Every Avenue, April twenty oh. second, and people can find that online. You know, um, you can also I think it's on Eventbrite uh, or through Pinup Presents. You can buy the tickets online. Cool. But I'm pretty sure you could purchase some tickets at the doors too. Just show up there a little earlier. Right on. Um, but in terms of other shows, uh, we actually just did a little weekend run at the end of last year. We did a couple shows down in Southern California, like San Diego nice. and Orange County. So um, right now we're just you know hitting it back up in the Bay. That's pretty cool. When you do an out of town show, uh, do you guys have like, do you guys have? I don't know. I, I've I've been on a couple tours now, and like some some artists will have almost like a different routine when they like when they play a show in in a foreign city. Uh, like, is there mm-hmm. anything that you usually do like when you're before you play a show and 
in uncharted territory? Or? Um, not directly, like, or not specifically, but for me, I always like to warm up. Um, I always have to like jam out on my bass, you okay. know, before the shows. Or um, our guitarist Newton he likes to jam out on guitar. So, I guess on the road, like, you don't have much time to practice a lot, right? Rehearse together. Yeah. Because like you're tra- you're traveling like at least like what four six hours. Yeah. So before the venue, before we get to to um the set, like at the venue, we like to um you know load in all our gear and then try to find a little little pre show warm up session time. That's cool. So I would say that. Do you ever uh do you ever like go around in advance and just be like, hey, we got a show tonight? <laughs> oh, like kind of like promote around the city. Yeah. Um. I don't think we've done that on tour just because like there's so much like time invested in like driving. Oh yeah. But, um, we might do that in the future. That's cool. <laughs> well, as far as, uh, when you, when you get these like other, like, uh, when you get these out of town gigs, do you, uh, do you, is it like people are reaching out or do you guys usually do your hunting and you're like, Hey, see you play. Or, I see you have bands play here. We want to play there too. Uh, usually, We'll do the booking um, ourselves when we want to like go further out. Uh, we've been contacted before um, to go play in like SoCal. Um, I'm sure you know about Chain Reaction, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, so like the, one of the bookers there has contacted us a couple times to play. Cool. Um, I guess we're not too far away. Six hours is kind of long, but you know, like from like the West Coast, like there's been like some show offers there. So we've been contacted to play, but we haven't in that regard so we kind of pre-plan a lot of our out-of-town shows so a lot of it's just kind of like contacting the venues and promoters beforehand and then booking the tour for sure mm-hmm. uh, as and then as far as like touring goes or anything like that has there been any uh bands that you guys like like to work with specifically or like to travel with play with etc so uh, another local band neverland they're from like livermore inner east bay uh, we did a little tour with them in like 2019. It was like a six day tour to the Southwest. Sweet. We hit up like SoCal, New Mexico, Arizona, Texas. Um, and we're playing with them again on the 22nd. Awesome. So yeah, they're playing that show with every Avenue as well. So they're, they're good touring and show friends of ours. To your recollection, is there any sort of like show? I don't know. Every once in a while, I've, I've talked to a lot of artists that'll tell me like, they maybe they went into a show not really knowing what to expect, but it definitely didn't meet expectations. Either it was like, we're on a really weird lineup, you know, like none of these bands <laughs> mix well together or, or like, yeah. Have, what, like, do you got any kind of unexpected stories from like your travels around? Um, I'm trying to think. A lot of the tours that we have booked with, it's like usually with artists that were we're kind of similar to mm-hmm. like alternative pop rock, some pop punk, but one show that stands out, I guess we played a show in Fresno back in 2019 and it was like a St. Patrick's day event. Oh, wow. And it was like outside. I think the company was called Tioga Sequoia brewing company. And it was like this like outside show. And like, it was like one of, I think I've only played outside like twice. That was like the second time I've ever played outside. So it was like on the, on the stage outside St. Patrick's Day, and like there was another like alternative punk style band on the bill, but like the crowd was just like a bunch of people trying to drink on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So like it got a little wild, 
I think a fight <laughs> broke out during our set. Oh, jeez. Like, this guy was trying to, like, mosh, but he was drunk, so he was kind of, like, bumping into random people and... <laughs> he was just doing it the into, wrong like, way. <laughs> yeah, like, he fell into, like, the stage monitors, and then, like, a couple people kept warning him, and they got really mad, and he started throwing punches, and he got kicked out. So, like, it wasn't necessarily, like, an odd bill, but it was, like, a mixture of, like, so many different types of crowds, and, yeah. like, it was interesting to witness, and very exciting definitely i just dj'd a uh, saint patrick's event recently and it was it was definitely a very odd mixture of people so you know, yeah. you got people that want to hear just traditional saint patty's music you got people that want to hear rock country hip-hop a little bit of everything it's just and then some people that just want to drink right yeah and then and then when they're coming at you all drunk and stuff too and just yeah it's it, it's a lot i definitely <laughs> i definitely feel your pain there <laughs> it was fun to witness though Okay, here's another hypothetical for you. Uh, let's just say that like one of your songs could get picked to be in like a movie or a TV show. Is there maybe yeah. like is there maybe like a show or a, a movie you've seen or anything like that? They're like, damn, it'd be cool if one of our songs was on this. Oh, for sure. So you know how we have that song, the new song "Brave," the one you just played. Yeah. So I, I was envisioning this when we're in the studio. I'm like. You know that Pixar film Brave? Yeah. I'm like, what if what if Pixar puts out like Brave Two, and then they discover this song? Maybe we'll be put in there. That'd be so cool. You should cool. just drive out to a uh, Berkeley and just hang out at Pixar and just set up, yeah. set up, and just be like, hey, <laughs> listen to our song. Put this in a movie. Yeah, yeah Pixar's uh, Bay Area based Emeryville. Yeah. Um, there's like a skate park right next to uh, the Pixar headquarters. So like, I've skated at that. Me and my my brother knew, and we skate. So we we skate at that park before, and the picture's cool. It's like right next bit to there. So I don't know, maybe. That's awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah. How about uh, as far as like, let's just say you were to be given, you know, uh, unsurmountable amount of money. What's mm -hmm. like the? But you could only spend it on like gear. What do you think gear? you would maybe like? What's like the first thing that you would probably spend it on? Oh, instantly right now, I'll buy, like, a new base. Um, I've been having my eyes on, like, it's just, like, Adam Clayton U2 base. Um, it's weird. It's, like, it's been on back order for, like, the last two years. But it's, like, over $2,000, and it's Amer it's American jazz base. Okay. Um, and I like U2 a lot, so it it'd be cool to have, like, his signature base. That that's, like, what I would buy. Is there is there like a difference really between like a, a jazz bass in comparison to like a regular electric or or is there a... um so the model is just called jazz bass so like like Fender has like two main bases there's like the precision bass and the the jazz bass mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like the different shape and the tone like the jazz bass has like two different pickups and um the the, the tone's kind of more like punchy uh -huh. I just wanted like a different sounding I play precision bass. So um, I feel like a lot of bass players, it's like those are like the two they would want their hands on, like get a, a jazz bass and then like a precision bass. Yeah. So I have one, she needs the other. For sure. Do you have a, do you use like your main bass? Like, is that the one that you use when you guys are recording or, or performing? Or do you have like different yeah, equipment so, that you use for different situations? Um, so I, I use the same uh, precision bass I have in studio and live. Um, but, I have used different bases to track in studios, like in New Jersey. Um, 
when we went to work with Ace and Nick, like I've used um, their base before. Um, and at Panda Studios, they have a lot of options. Like Sam Pierre Studio has like a bunch of different guitars, different basses. So you have like a plethora of options. That's cool. But I like my bass. It sounds good. <laughs> right on. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go ahead and play another one here. We've got Believe. Uh, you want to mm-hmm. give this one a bit of an intro for us, please? Yeah, so Believe is a song about a relationship that works out in the end. It's supposed to be like a good, positive relationship that's just almost perfect. And this song was actually inspired by the Disney film Frozen, or Frozen 2. Oh, cool. We're watching, yeah, we were watching that a lot at the time and, uh, you know, took some influences from there. Right on. Song. Well, good stuff. You're about to hear it here. This is Believe by Goldview. Stay tuned. On someone different, a feeling I can't ignore The same outcome, another blueprint
Yes, that was Believe by Goldview. Also, another really, really well-produced music video. Um, where where did you guys film that one at? So for Believe, we actually filmed the live shots, the performance shots at Panda Studios in Fremont. So shout out Sam Pira. Cool. Um, Sam's just super helpful, like everything, musically, production, songwriting, and allowing us to use his space, so... Shout out to the Panda Studios. Looks really um, cool. Yeah, if any band wants to like work with Sam, just like shoot him an email, shoot up Panda's email, um, or like mixing, engineering projects, mastering. Um, but we filmed it there, and then for the acting shots, um, we actually filmed that in Santa Cruz. Uh, you, you see the lighthouse scene? Yeah, yeah, it was, I know that lighthouse looks familiar for sure. <laughs> So that's in Santa Cruz, and I'm trying to think. Oh, I'm pretty sure like some shots were a house in Livermore. Um, our former drummer Scotty, uh, he let us use his space. So yeah. Now you mentioned uh, the band's gone through like a few like rent different like renditions. Uh, so like people have came and gone. Like who who's currently in the band? Who are all like the members in there currently? And then. How many have so you guys maybe had in, in previous years? Yeah, so currently it's our vocalist, Trevor. Um, me, Nathan, I play bass. And then our guitarist, Newton, he plays guitar. And um, for like live shows, we just have like fill-in guitars. Uh, we have a fill-in guitarist and a fill-in drummer. Cool. So um, yeah, for the upcoming show on the 22nd, we're going to have like a full band, five members. And um, we have like, the, like a live backing track set up. Oh, cool. We've never really played with backing tracks, but with these new songs, there's a lot of production in it. So we're going to implement like this whole like new rig. That's awesome. So um, it's going to be uh, an exciting show because it's kind of like a learning curve for us, but I think it's going to be like a really good show, like full setup and uh, we've got the whole band. So it's going to be good. That's great. So with the, uh, with the additional performers that you use for live shows, uh, how often do you guys maybe like get together and and like practice beforehand, or do you just kind of give oh, like them rehearsed? give them kind of like some of the the audio and be like, all right, cool, this is gonna be what we're doing on stage. Like, how does that work out? Um, so like we usually rehearse like once a week, and then for the day of the show, obviously like we all show up for like sound check. Yeah. So it's just kind of like communicating like between the band and like the venue sound engineer. So try to get everything set up properly and. So for this upcoming show, like since we have like newer gear that we want to test out, like we got to make sure um, we communicate with the sound engineer. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty awesome. Uh, as far as let's just say you're like leaving on tour in the morning, what are like the most mm -hmm. essential items you're putting in your backpack before you head out? <laughs> what like uh, what can't you be on the road without? Got you. Um, for sure, like tissues. You know, you never know if you have like allergies or you get sick. Yeah, that's a must. Uh, myself and the band and my brother were very, we're very much clean freaks. So we gotta bring like garbage bags, disinfecting wipes, gloves, keep it clean. Oh yeah. Um, water bottles. We're usually like policing the whole van operation, like, you know. All the guys in the band, they're kind of more reckless, but for us, we're like, all right, dude, like, 
we're going to be living post quarters. We're like, we need to be strict on our sanitation. Yeah. Cleaning supplies. That's cool. Yeah. I've definitely, I've been in some, some, some not so pleasant van situations in, in some of my younger years. So I can, I can feel you there. That's cool though, that everybody actually, actually like comes together on that. Uh, is there maybe like a city or or a venue that you haven't played yet that you would really want to check out? Yeah, um, in the future, maybe like the East Coast. Never really been to the East Coast, so cool. that could be fun. Maybe at least a couple of shows out there. What do you or think? What do you think are like some of your guys' biggest challenges that you're facing? Uh, with like trying to promote your music and like grow, grow the brand, grow the, grow the band. <laughs> Sorry. I guess kind of like, um, evolving creatively and how to like get fans from like different crowds. Like, I guess like if you listen to our music or anyone, like we could fit into like the word of alternative and pop rock yeah. and like more punk, but also like we like to incorporate synthesizers and like make more popular sounding songs so it's kind of like how to like bridge the gap and kind of bring everyone into it i feel like in our music there's a lot of different like influences and anyone that listens to it they might you know get down with it but um just kind of bridging the gap to like getting more fans outside of like the rock genre alternative oh yeah what about like if you could get your your song played on like a, a certain like radio station or something like that? Is there any like shows that that stand out to you at all? Yeah, so I mean, like from the Bay Area, like Live One Hundred Five would be cool. Yeah. Um, or it used to be called what, Alternative One Hundred Five. Yeah. Um, so they they put on like shows like BFD and like Not So Side of the Night. So like, if we could get them to play our music, they're awesome alternative bay area station definitely and uh maybe we could play some shows with them in the future um as far as like even maybe or like even through the whole process with goldview or even beforehand uh do you have anybody specifically who maybe like mentored or taught mentored you or like taught you about just being a musician uh or like you know what yeah. kind of what kind of brought the whole like we're putting a band together brother like what what, what brought it all on I guess, what, are you asking, like, what inspired us to, like, kind of do this band thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, we've always been, like, into music since we were, like, kids. But, and, like, our guitar players started playing guitar at, like, 16. But I we didn't really start the band until, like, we are like, 19. And I, I think I was, like, really inspired after seeing Taylor Swift in concert. So I went to her concert in 2015. It was, like, the 1989 World Tour. And uh, I went to the Levi Stadium Santa Clara date. So after seeing that, I'm just kind of like, I really want to like just start a band, play music. But as we started the journey, um, Nick from Man Overboard, Ace Enders, and Sam Pierre, those three, they've kind of helped guide our band along the whole way. So they're like mentors of ours growing up, or my bad, like heroes of ours growing up listening to them yeah. and their music. So like after working with them, they kind of became our mentors and teaching us as much as they could that's really cool yeah it's always it's always kind of cool when you can find find somebody to kind of fill that role or help you help you maybe like grow in ways that you're you know still figuring out because they've already been through it that's great 
And um, shout out to our friend and other local musician, Kiroshi. Uh, so Kiroshi's from San Jose, and we've known him since, like, high school. And we've always been inspired by, like, his older bands. But now, like, his music's just so much more advanced. And it's under the name Kiroshi. So he's been helping us, like, set up our live gear, our live sound. And um, just constantly, like, learning from him musically, like, the kind of music he makes or, like, you know, when we're talking about music and how we could improve ourselves. So that's another one. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, as as a performing artist, what do you think would maybe make you or just you, your band as a whole, more nervous? Playing to a group of five people or 5,000? <laughs> I think definitely 5,000. Yeah. I think, like, the more people in the room, you kind of have to put on a, a more perfect show. Yeah. I mean, five people or 5,000, I try to play the best I could every night. So, um... Well said. They're probably... Yeah. But, you know, the more people, it's like... You have a lot to worry about. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play another track. We've got another band that's friends of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. They're called First in Flight. We actually opened the show with their song, 150 People. So I'm going to go ahead and play another one of their tracks. They're kind of in the same vein as you guys. They're really cool. Uh, we'll be back cool. in just a minute with, uh, with Nathan here from Goldview. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a typical night, just a typical way we can 
Yes, that was Hold On The Highs by First In Flight, other friends of the show. I'm here with Nathan from Goldview, a band from San Jose. And just like Goldview, you can find them on Spotify. You can also find this podcast, Local Love, on Spotify or any of your other podcatchers, whether you listen to the Apple Podcasts or the Google ones or I don't even know the other ones, Stitcher. Uh, You know, there's, there's a bunch of places that you can find this podcast, but what's important is that you find it and you share it with your friends and your enemies, because even your enemies deserve to hear good music. Um, For yeah. sure. <laughs> I got a few more, uh, I got a few more questions before we head out of here. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. but, uh, if you can remember, I always love asking artists this because sometimes the, the questions will, or the answers will surprise you, but what is like the first album you remember ever purchasing? I want to say No Pads, No Helmets, Just Balls by Simple Plan on CD. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I remember Simple Plan. Yeah. But the funny thing is, like, I'm a little bit younger. Um, like, I- I'm 26 right now. I'm almost 27. But I bought that CD, like, years after it was it, it already came out. Like, <laughs> you know? But, like, that's, like, the first CD I, I bought from, like, Barnes & Noble. <laughs> right. And, oh, um, wow. That's a throwback for sure. Yeah, but I also bought, like, digital albums growing up so i'm pretty sure like digitally i bought albums from bands like the danger summer therefore tomorrow all time low mm-hmm. and um those were like bands i grew up listening to around like 2009 through 2012 kind of like when i first fell in love with music cool so um those are my first memories of like digital music and like my first cd ever what about uh the first concert or show that you ever attended so the some of my first shows were like local San Jose shows, like like bands played around like my high school, or like I went to like a show at um in downtown San Jose, I think. Actually, thinking back, like I'm trying to see if I actually went to the original Art Boutique. Oh, wow. <laughs> it might have been it, or maybe it wasn't. But those are some of my first shows. Like I saw this like local San Jose band, Four O'clock Heroes. Have you heard of them? Uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah, they're like a San Jose band, Four O'Clock Heroes. It might not have been Art Boutique. Like, I don't know why I'm saying that. It, it was some San Jose venue. Sure. Um, but my first big concert was probably Warp Tour 2012. Nice. So I saw bands like All Time Low, Census Fail, uh, New Found Glory, Yellow Card. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know, this is going to really date me and make me sound old, but I used to hang out at a skate shop as a kid in the 90s, and I remember somebody came in and just handed us a bunch of tapes for a band oh, yeah. for us to like just listen to their handing out tapes, and mm-hmm. it ended up being Newfound Glory. Uh, Dude, it, bro. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. That's awesome. I love that band. I know like they, they've been around since like, the 90s, like 1997. Yeah. Um. But I guess like I, I found them growing up, and then uh, I'm just happy I um, I've been able to see them live and get into their band a little bit later in the career. But it's cool they can uh, get fans from different generations, huh? Definitely. Um, do you, like what kind of music did your parents listen to, and do you think that it had any influence on the type of music that you and your brother create? So my parents are from Vietnam, and they don't listen to like any American music at all. Mm-hmm. So growing up, like, you know, like the guys in my band, they, they're always like having like these culture shocks or like, you know, so like 
our singer like Trevor and like our former drummer Scotty, they like grew up watching like all these like eighties movies, right? With their parents, like the Goonies, um, Back to the Future. And like I still haven't seen those. I know they're classics. But like for me, like growing up I would watch like like Vietnamese T V shows and my parents would put on that kind of music, like like you know those Asia videos? I think that the name of it is Asia. I don't, I don't know. know, you know it. <laughs> but it's like Asia or like Paris by night, those kind of things. Okay. And like they listen to like a lot of like Vietnamese cultural music. And then like I didn't really listen to like, you know, radio friendly music or like American music until like maybe I was like at least ten and eleven, like driving around the car with like my older siblings. For sure. So I mean like my sisters would listen to like anything on the radio like uh like Britney Spears, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, um, also like Akon or like Black Eyed Peas. Oh, cool. So I guess hanging out with my sisters when they drove around, I would listen to like pop music that they would listen to. And then I would, you know, discover music that I'm into, like as I'm, you know, digging around YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, my parents, my parents, they don't really listen to given given that upbringing and like given the fact that like you know your parents like had that vietnamese background like the traditional vietnamese background like when you started Mm -hmm. getting into like the music that you're into was it considered like rebellious at all or were they pretty supportive of it all overall or like even just Um, you you having a band is, is the family pretty pretty supportive of it they're pretty cool like it's funny like i i love punk rock like you know bad religion no effects Cool. And they're very rebellious, right? Um, so, like, growing up, I know, like, our singer, like, he was really into metal. He's still a metalhead, um, ironically, because, like, our music's kind of more poppy and alternative. But, you know, he was, like, he, he was brought up in, like, a more religious household. So they were, like, really not about metal music. Yeah. But for me, it was always, like, they're chill about it. Like, you know, the music I'm into, and I want to go to, like, shows and concerts, and I'm, like, you know, drive me there and they were down with it like my dad drove me to warp tour san francisco okay so like 2012 was up in the city and he drove me like with my brother my, my best friend and uh yeah it was cool about it that's awesome uh yeah. as far as as like you know being a musician and being in a band how would you maybe define success as a musician First and foremost, uh, creatively, uh, we all we always want to put out like music that sounds like fresh, creative, and innovative, but still like in the world of like our interests. Yeah. So uh, we just want to make like the best songs that we could at the end of the day, you know. And um, if the songs sound great and amazing, uh, we would like to go perform them live, and hopefully other people would enjoy that too. So just right making on. good songs and performing good shows. That's cool. Well, I mean, you guys are definitely putting in a lot of hard work. The production value of the music, mm-hmm. the music videos, like just how you guys present yourself as as a band is really good. So I I think you got a got a bright future ahead of you, dude. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. In 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 your opinion, what do you think is maybe one of the most important things that your fans can do to help support you, other than sharing this podcast? Sorry, sh- shameless um, self promotion. Yeah, so like just. Sh- Sharing the podcast, you know, represent Echoplex San Jose. Um, but just listening to our music, like, you know, the more streams and listens we get on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, it could definitely help. But 
just like word of mouth, you know, like you, sh- you, you never know like what kind of band you might discover that you might like. So like, you know, it's like if you share like a song with like three friends, they can share with like three other friends of their circle. So that could be cool. Definitely. Well, mm-hmm. let's give that Thank show a, uh, one more plug yeah. and let's uh, tell people where to find you. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're playing on April 22nd at the Cupertino X Bar, Homestead Bowl and X Bar with Every Avenue. And you find tickets online through Pinup Presents website or like Eventbrite every avenue's website or you can show up at the door nice well man i really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview with us and i definitely uh, hope to get you and the whole band here in the studio one of these days we'll probably uh get to talk to everybody maybe even get you in for an in-studio performance uh yeah that'd be great i mean um it'd be fun like you know us three were from san jose so on a day we're all free maybe we can like meet up in person hang out um on another episode yeah yeah that'd be great um well, I, yeah. I think i have your number right uh more than likely i definitely you've definitely yeah. got producer dave's email uh yeah. so i can contact you uh yeah yeah and i'll go ahead and give up. you guys a follow on instagram as well uh yeah. but yeah this has been another awesome episode of local love i want to thank you nathan for joining us tonight definitely check out that show at the x bar in cupertino with Goldview. it's going to it's going to be really good. If you, if this music that we heard today was any indicator, I have a feeling it's going to be one hell of a show. Thanks. Thanks but for having me. For sure, yeah, man. How's it been? Uh, as far as this goes, you can find this show and a whole bunch of our previous podcasts on the local love. Any Anywhere that you type in local love on a podcatcher, we're going to pop up. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. tons of archives of great interviews. And also, if you're ever tired of your usual streaming services and you're kind of looking for something new check out the echoplex media 24-hour stream all of the bands and all of the music that you hear on these shows have been submitted by artists themselves and all of that library goes into our online library you can access that you can hear it 24 hours a day you can request music uh it's a really cool way to find new artists that you like and and get some more bands to follow um for a quick question um is this episode like recorded like are we gonna could they find it like on your website oh yeah yeah this is gonna be going up uh it's gonna be going up pretty soon awesome so and when that does we'll tag you share it on our socials definitely man It, it was uh it would definitely be we love we love sharing the love and and then also if you have other bands that you like working with tell them about the show because we really like the idea of trying to you know promote the people that are working real hard to get their stuff out there so we appreciate all the effort you put into it man sounds good sounds good right on well we're gonna go ahead and close this episode out with break the universe by satabria it's a classic here on echoplex media and we will see you on the next local love thanks again for tuning in
If you like what we're doing at Echoplex and aren't into Twitch, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Echoplex. For $5, you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an MP3. Even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for Twitch. Echoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at echoplexmedia.com slash support.